And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me on the phone line today is the Reverend Bill Spanger. Bill, it's great to have you with us. Great to be with you, Dan. Thank you. Well, Bill, it's an honor for us to talk with you. Um, I've known you for some time, and it's always a delight. Something we haven't covered here on the air yet, we really need to cover it, and that is a study center uh, in the Hudson Valley. And I know that this broadcast is being heard in northern New Jersey and southern Maryland as well. But there's going to be so much that we talk about that's applicable to these other areas. But first of all, something called the Dwarkill Study Center, and that's spelled D-W-A-A-R-K-I-L-L. And Bill, maybe you can tell us um, what's the genesis of that name, and, and what is this study center in the Hudson Valley all about? It's funny. I know, Dan, you've always given me the razzmatazz about the name, and uh, <laughs> it's well-deserved. It's an awkward-sounding name. Uh, the, yeah, Dwarkill is the uh, the stream that runs through the property right now. We Our ministry is set on the campus of Chapel Field Christian Schools in Pine Bush, and the little kill or stream that runs through here um, is called the Dwarkill. And so, uh, yeah, we're the Dwarkill Study Center. We started this up a little over a year ago, uh, last fall, fall 2013. And we wanted to just establish a study center where people could come. Uh, they would study. Uh, uh, we wanted to do culture. We wanted to do Bible. We wanted to do theology, apologetics, philosophy, uh, in a way that was a little bit deeper than um, maybe most Sunday school programs might be. Uh, but for those who weren't going to go back to uh, college necessarily, take these classes or to seminary, um, and just see, float it out there. We prayed, and, and a group of us, uh, Mike Bonagura, Justin Sherritt, Matt Niffin, and myself, Said, you know, let's let's go forward and start begin offering classes uh, to the local Christian community, and uh, and it's been great. So we started that up last year, and we're we're excited about it. Well, it sounds wonderful, and um, I just wish I lived a little bit closer. Although it's not too far away from the uh, Ashokan Reservoir area where we live. So uh, this Dwarkill Study Center then is on the campus then of Chapelfield Christian School. That's right. We well. We, most of our classes, we run 10-week classes, 8-week classes. Um, most of those happen at the Chapelfield Elementary School um, right now. And, uh, but we also, uh, we also travel and do classes uh, outside of there, so we're not bound to the campus. Uh, in fact, we have um, a class coming up uh, January 16th over at Goodwill Church. So we will, we will go and do others. We may be doing a three-week class in New Pulse. Uh, near the college on, on apologetics. So so we're not bound here, but most of our classes are here on the Chapel Field campus, yes. Yeah, okay. Let's talk just a little bit about uh, one of the courses coming up, and it's coming up soon, January the 16th. Uh, you're going to be teaching on the book of Revelation, developing a kingdom vision, and maybe you could help us understand what um, what that's all about, Bill. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we're working through the book of Revelation, and... Uh, we're excited to do it because we've done this class. We did this class here on the on the campus um, last fall and had a, a very good response to it. It was exciting. A lot of people were engaged. And it was a chance to bring uh, attention to a book, which in some ways gets a lot of attention, but in other ways does not. Uh, the book of Revelation, I think, in many ways is uh, feared by many Christians because uh, we're not quite sure what to do with it. Uh, it seemed, and it is wild and crazy from our perspective. I think many people, unfortunately, view it uh, to be very impractical. And yet, I have found, and uh, not only myself, but of course many others, have found it to be unbelievably practical. Um, I think what John does for us in this book is he pulls back the the veil 
on reality and lets us see the world as uh, as God sees it. And, and in so doing, I think the whole intention of that book and, and why it's so wonderful is it helps us to see the world through the lenses of Scripture, through the lenses of God's work of redemption, and in so doing reshapes um, our imagination, our, our thoughts about the world we're living in. Um, it resets the narrative we think we're living in, um, in our age. Uh, and, and so I, we found it to be very practical and, uh, and exciting to, to reintroduce it to people. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. The book of Revelation, it, it does seem hard to understand. It has a lot of imagery in it, and how to interpret that and apply it is so, sometimes uh, a bit overwhelming. Sure. Um, the beginning part uh, talks about uh, some of the churches. Um, do you cover that, uh, where he's uh, addressing the different churches? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we'll do a full study of the Course. I mean, we'll go through every chapter. Um, There'll be a couple weeks of introduction trying to, because, because it is complicated and because uh, people are coming with all sorts of different thoughts and interpretive perspectives on the book, we do need to spend uh, a couple weeks setting the stage and, and how we're going to move forward. Uh, and uh, we all have to pick, you all have to pick a, a, an avenue to, to an interpretive approach to move through the book, so we'll do that. But we'll also set out what are some others and then uh, we'll begin to move forward. And we start, yeah, we'll start right from the beginning. Good. And, and you're right, Dan, about the, um, about the imagery and the complications of it. And, and yet, as I think about that, because it is a challenge, there's no doubt about it. You know, the book of Revelation is written in such a way that to interpret it properly, you really need to have your Old Testament open. And if, if we don't, and I think this is where maybe sometimes we get in trouble is that we try to read the book of Revelation with the newspaper open, and that's fair, too, because it is applicable to, to our age and every age. But even more importantly than that is reading the book of Revelation with the Old Testament open. Mm. And that, that then gives us the interpretive grid to begin to work through that book, because John is saturated with Old Testament imagery and with Old Testament scripture. So to come at the book in a, in a healthy way, we really need to be grounded uh, in the Old Testament. That's that's how we'll approach the book. That's neat. I love that. And do you find sometimes, as you teach through this book, you've done it before, that people carry with them some I don't know what you call it, some baggage, some um, some assumptions that may not be accurate. Um, where if you really look at the book with an open mind and let the book interpret itself, and then in light of the Old Testament, as you're saying. You may come away with a with a surprise. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. I think uh, we all come with baggage. That's one thing we know. We all come to the scripture with baggage, and uh, I'm not excluded from that. We all come with baggage and what we think is going on, and yet we need to come before. Uh, and and I don't pretend, by the way, to have all the answers and unlock every little image in the Book of Revelation. That's certainly not what I uh, propose or what I intend to do. Mm. But if I can, if I can try to ground this in the Old Testament. Do, one analogy I use for this is we have a, uh, a boy from China living in our, in our house right now uh, who attends Chapel Field, and so, you know, it's great. He's there with us for the year. But he doesn't understand one, one word or concept about the sport of baseball, not one. Now, I love baseball. And if I try to speak to him and use baseball analogies, so, hey, hey uh, Jimmy, you, you really knocked that out of the park. If he has no background in, in baseball... When I say, hey, you really knocked that out of the park, he's trying to interpret, all right, what is a park? 
Why would we be in a park? What, what did I do that would imply a park? And what does knocking it out of a park even mean? And, and you could begin, he could begin to totally misread my imagery because he does not have any grounding in the sport of baseball. So those analogies make no sense to him, whereas for us who understand something about baseball, you know, we get it. And, and so when we come to Revelation, if we are not first looking at it through the lens of the Old Testament, then we will begin to create some pretty wild interpretations regarding these images because we're grasping, we're making them abstract images rather than rooting them in biblical Old Testament images and letting that set the trajectory. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, too, if there's been um, kind of a, um, I don't, I hate to say this, but people have been making money off of this stuff where, you know, they write some kind of a book that's, oh, wow, you know, the, let's tie this together with uh, some latest fad or something that's happening over in the Middle East. And it's not that it doesn't address the Middle East, but um, we really got to be careful when we deal with God's Word in general that we handle it honestly. Yes. Yeah, we have to be very careful. And you're right. There have been many different approaches that have really seen the book as dealing almost solely with end times. And I put that in air quotes, but the end times. So those days, months, and years just before Christ returns, as if the whole book is, because it's such wild imagery, that we haven't seen anything like that. Therefore, it must be something we have to wait for in the future. And, yeah. and so we start, to, we start to put tags on historical events and people that maybe, maybe now it's all beginning to unfold. And, but again, I think if we ground this in the Old Testament, we will find that it's a book that applies not just to the quote end times, but that it's a book that, that is so practical and relevant for churches throughout the whole age of the New Testament, from the time of the seven churches all the way through the Middle Ages, Reformation, and even to this day, and however many more days are to come. Yeah, so true. Well, on the phone line with me today is the Reverend Bill Spanger, and we're talking about a course that is going to be starting January the 16th at the Dwork Hill Study Center. And um, we mentioned Dwork Hill really quickly in, in the beginning, but uh, it's it's a wonderful work that God has raised up and Bill, you're a crucial part of that work. You also mentioned some other guys that are helping out uh, at Dwork Hill, and who might they be again, just so we could review. Sure. Um, beginning this last year uh, in the fall was uh, myself and uh, Matt Niffin, uh, Mike Bonagura, and Justin Sherritt, and the four of us kind of came together prayerfully and, and uh, committed some time to trying to get this thing off the ground and um, Justin Sherritt has also taught classes here at the Study Center. He has a class on the history of uh, political thought, and, um, and he also did a class on new atheism. Uh, we also have his father, believe it or not, Kevin Sherritt, who has done some lectures for us and who will be starting a class uh, this coming winter, January 15th, on Thursdays. Um, he'll be doing a class on the book of Ecclesiastes, and, and I've heard him teach on this before, and uh, he does a wonderful job on breaking that book open for us. So we're looking forward to that, too. Yeah, it's very exciting. I, I love to see this happening here in the Hudson Valley. Now, what about someone that lives in southern Maryland? They say, well, that's all well and good. You guys are up there in the Hudson Valley, but uh, what about us? Is Are any of these lectures recorded? Everything is recorded. Uh, everything's put online. And so uh, our site is Dwarkill, again, two A's, D-W-A-A-R-K-I-L-L, at dwarkill.org. Yep, all our audio is up there, and uh, so as we're going through these classes, they're being recorded, and, and uh, we try to get this stuff out to as many people as we can who, who uh, might be interested. 
Well, that, that's very exciting. And so if you live outside the Hudson Valley area, maybe northern New Jersey or southern Maryland or any place where you're hearing us uh, today on the Internet, uh, just go to dwarkill.org. And again, that's D-W-A-A-R-K-I-L-L dot O-R-G. And so all of those studies and lectures are up there online. Going back to uh, this new series that's going to be starting, God willing, January the 16th, if someone wants to attend in person here in the Hudson Valley, how would they go about doing that? Well, the class will be, as you said, January 16th. It'll be over at Goodwill Church. It'll be 10 weeks on Friday nights, 6.30 to 8.30. So that just sets uh, the time and place. Um, if they wanted to register for that class, they could go to our site, dwarkhill.org. I also believe they could go to Goodwill's site, uh, and there's a link to it there. Uh, they, By the way, Goodwill has been uh, wonderful in aiding us and opening their doors to us and, and being helpful in any possible way, so we're very thankful uh, to them over there. Um, the class does have a, uh, a fee. It's a $40 donation, and I say that in, intentionally and sincerely, that... Um, we do have costs, so we try to cover them, and we have a cost to the class, but it is sincerely a donation. And so if somebody cannot afford that, uh, we do not ever want money to be an issue, and so we would prefer you come. Yeah. But if it's possible, that's or any donation, so that's, that's, uh, that's fine, but there is that uh, attached to it. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, um, I hope someone hearing this today will... Uh Follow up and, and attend the class if you're anywhere near the Goodwill Church, which is located in Montgomery, New York. Uh, this uh, course, um, how many weeks does it go for again? It will be 10 weeks. Uh, there may be a, a, a break here and there. Goodwill has told us there may be a week or two in which their facilities may not be open, so we'll play that by ear, but it is a 10-week class. Sure, and, and probably whoever signed up for it, you would communicate via email if there was any change Absolutely. We'll have all the emails. We'll be in touch every week. I usually send reminders and, and uh, little email teasers for that week's lesson. And, and uh, so, yeah, we're in constant touch. Right. I also want to mention uh, some time ago, we, we did interview uh, uh, Justin Sherritt. You mentioned him. He's a great guy, younger fella, and um, he sometimes teaches as well at Dwork Hill. And then that leads me to Kevin Sherritt, uh, his dad, a personal friend of mine. And you also mentioned that um, there's a course coming up with Kevin Sherritt, and I believe that will be held physically at the Chapelfield Elementary School. That's correct. Yeah, Kevin will be uh, beginning his class the Thursday before mine, so it'll be on January 15th. As of right now, that's slotted to be a seven-week class on the Book of Ecclesiastes, also 6.30 to 8.30. And uh, and we're really looking forward to that. Kevin does a uh, Kevin does a wonderful job at everything he teaches. But uh, this Ecclesiastes uh, material that he's done is uh, is really engaging. Yeah, it, it has the feel. I've listened to some of his sermons on Ecclesiastes. He did a, a series on it earlier, and then uh, those sermons were actually put into a book. He's got a book on this. Right. They're rather groundbreaking. They're not the typical. They're they're very insightful, and so um, would definitely encourage anyone to check that out as well. Uh, again, your website is dwarkill.org, D-W-A-A-R-K-I-L-L dot org, so you can go online and sign up for that course as well. And, uh, and you can contact me at bspanger at dwarkill.org if you wanted to uh, ask any questions of those sorts, and, 
And uh, I do, I, yes, you're right about Kevin. And, and actually the Ecclesiastes and the Revelation are, are uh, though they're not, they don't need to be complementary, but in some sense they're both doing the same thing in that they sober us to the realities of the world we live in. And, and uh, so it'll be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful what you guys have been doing for many years, actually. Uh, Dwork Hill is an is outgrowth of our joint faith, but, but in particular, Chapel Field. To me, it's a great blessing to know you guys are there. I haven't even been to your campus yet. One of these days, I'd love to visit the campus. Absolutely. Just uh, quickly, how long, you know, suppose somebody's, seriously, uh, maybe in Southern Maryland listening today, and they've been thinking about starting a Christian school. Um, that's a that's a massive undertaking. Can you describe just a little bit of what your family went through in, 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 in starting a, a Christian school? Well, my family had a little bit of an unorthodox way of beginning a school in that it didn't come through a church or an institution. It, it actually was our, our, uh, our beef farm that eventually became an, a ministry to the inner city of New York and ran camps that eventually became a high school. And, and so it was a gradual approach, and so a very unorthodox, but, uh, but the Lord has blessed it. And uh, yes, it, it's, uh, it's a wonderful endeavor. We need, we need Christian education in our communities. Um, I, I'm concerned about uh, uh, handing our, our Christian children over to uh, state education as much as there are wonderful teachers there. Um, but nonetheless, um, I'm concerned about having them soak in a worldview that's antithetical toward, uh, toward the Christian faith. And so I think that establishing schools where our children can come and still engage the world, there's non-believers in these schools and there's sin in these schools, but to do it in an environment where they're getting a Christian worldview and Christian discipline and prayer and biblical study uh, is worth whatever sacrifice uh, and challenges there may be, and the Lord will bless it. And so anybody who even had that thought in their mind, uh, I, would, I would encourage them to find other brothers and sisters in churches who, who would come alongside them. And uh, we need to establish these as best we can for the sake of our children. Mm, yeah. I'm going to say something that uh, I think people will relate to, and this is totally unrehearsed. I quite often see your parents uh, sitting in church because we happen to attend the same church together. And um, their demeanor, their approach is um, real and very humble. Uh, they're not wearing expensive clothes. They're not driving an expensive car. And uh, I, I can really relate to that because I know how it works when a ministry is started from the from the ground up. It's bootstrapped, as it were. Yep. Um, you really don't have anything. And you go from uh, a day to day, from week to week, hand to mouth, as it were. And um, this is not... Um, this is not a multi-million dollar enterprise or anything like that, but, you know, people are just faithfully working. Um, nobody's uh, highly paid. I'm just guessing, but... Yeah, correct no, you're, me if, you're, <laughs> you understand the business. The, there's, uh, there's a lot of commonality between uh, a radio ministry like, like Redeemer and uh, your school there at Chapel Field. So it's just, uh, I, I take great comfort in the fact that you guys are there uh, in the Hudson Valley and just doing a, a great work. Um, also, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because I, I know that you guys view the Scripture um, from the standpoint of the church. Uh, of course, the, the school wasn't started by the church. Nevertheless, you have this high view of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And could you tell us just a little bit about your love for the church? 
Absolutely. We don't view uh, Chapel Field as the church, nor do we view Dwarf Hill Study Center as the church, um, but only in any way to to uh, cooperate and work for the sake of the kingdom. But uh, but no, we do. We love the church, um, and we love we submit to the authority of the church right. um, as 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 much as we can. We want to involve churches and be a be a, a complement to their ministries. So anything we do here, we we hope and pray. Uh, will be a blessing to the local churches, to be sure. Mm. Getting close to the end of our discussion today, one more uh, little sideline I want to mention or or ask you about, and that is whatever endeavor you get involved in, in Christian service, there has to be times when you say, I can't take it anymore. (laughs) And you sit down, you hold your head and say, Lord, please have mercy because I'm out of strength. Uh, now, I'm sure you've never gone through that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us, how do you deal with that feeling? Sure, I mean, any time. I mean, it's not only for those who are involved in, in uh, ministry or service, but, of course, all Christians, the Christian life is, is difficult. Uh, again, just coming back to Revelation, that's the the whole vision of that book is this is going to be rough. Yes. And uh, there's going to be many challenges, and it's going to be a lot of hardship. Um, but God gives the grace and so when we when we come to those positions in life or in our ministries, um, what we need to do, I was going to say all we can do, but that that's not quite the way to say it. And what we have the privilege to do is to come before the Lord, who is the source of all grace and all strength. And uh, when we lay ourselves before Him and, and rely upon His His grace, He tells us that His grace is sufficient for us, and and uh, and that'll get that'll move us through. Yes, Amen. We got about two minutes left yet. Uh, we've been talking today about a special course that's coming up. It is entitled "The Book of Revelation: Developing a Kingdom Vision," and it will be taught, God willing, by uh, Bill Spanger Jr., who is on the phone line with me today. And and this book of Revelation can be very intimidating, and yet uh, it can provide a great encouragement for God's people. One last question I have is. Um, Bill, as you look at the book of Revelation, do you also see elements of a, of a heavenly worship service taking place? Oh, you know, it, it begins with worship. As, as, we, as John gets his vision, we just get such a wonderful and beautiful vision of, of global, international, interracial, uh, interclass. Inter, I mean, just everybody coming together, every race, every tribe, every tongue. Uh, gathered around the throne to worship uh, the Lamb and the one who sits on the throne in the power of the Spirit. And, of course, the book culminates in the new heavens and the new earth in which we will worship and work to the glory of God for all eternity in His presence. Uh, you, you said it right, Dan, that this book is uh, is a tremendous encouragement. I think we have gypped ourselves within the Church by not allowing this book to be a practical encouragement to us. But while it's uh, filled with all kinds of imagery, sometimes very threatening and scary, uh, and does talk about suffering. Uh, the book moves us toward a glorious, glorious end and encourages us with the victory of the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, even Jesus Christ, and uh, and presents to us an image of a new heavens and new earth uh, that, that should stir us to, to faithful service and uh, to, to joy and praise even in this life. That's beautiful. Well, I hope that uh, people will avail themselves of this opportunity. It's a wonderful course. And it will be given, uh, God willing, starting Friday night, the 16th of January, going for 10 weeks. Uh, It begins at 6.30 in the evening, runs for two hours, 
Dwarkill is suggesting a $40 donation just to help cover the expenses. But if you don't have the money, you can still go. And, and that's really cool. And if you're listening today and you'd like to learn more about Dwarkill, again, that's dwarkill.org. And uh, Bill Spanger is the educator and the, the pastor. You're, al- you're also an ordained pastor, right, Bill? I am in the PCA, yes, sir. Affirmation Presbyterian Church. Yes, so uh, uh, he's open to any questions you may have. And one more time, Bill, give your uh, email address over the air. Yes, my email address is bspanger, S-P-A-N-J-E-R, bspanger at dwarkill.org. Okay, we'll include that up on the website. Thank you very much, uh, Reverend Bill Spanger is my guest today here on A Plain Answer. And also that uh, this broadcast is up on our website as a podcast that's found at Redeemer Broadcasting. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Bill, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate the opportunity, and God bless the work of uh, Redeemer Broadcasting. Thank you. And dear listener, a quick reminder to join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.